everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Uh, this week, we are joined by a very special guest, Amelia Winger, who is a current student at Temple and covers for the Temple News and WHIP Radio. Correct, Amelia? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so this week, we have uh, a little bit offbeat uh episode but i think everybody will be very very interested as most of you guys know uh last week temple announced the new president jason wingard i believe i'm saying that right amelia <laughs> yeah i think you got it um and so everybody i am drinking a rum and coke tonight uh amelia is being a uh, a good uh you know she probably has a lot of studying to do for her next <laughs> semester already so she has taken the night off from drinking so far um but yeah, so Amelia, uh, I, I reached out to you because you were uh, helping cover the, you know, presidential, uh, I guess, announcement is the, the best way to call it. And I think most of our fans and everybody at Temple, you know, it's been a weird year with COVID and everything. On top of that, you throw in Temple needs a new president um, and you covered that. Um, but let's let's start off. How did you end up at Temple, Amelia? I, uh, I always ask my uh, recruits and basketball players and stuff. So, so what, what led you to end up at Temple? Yeah, so I grew up like pretty much right outside of Philly. I'm from Delco. Like I used to say Wooder and everything, but I finally coached myself out of it. So my brother went here, my dad went here. So Temple's definitely like always been like a big, like on my radar and everything. And so it kind of seemed almost like destiny, I you, guess. You were a here, legacy you know? to Temple. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, uh, myself, uh, my older brother went to Temple and that's pretty much how I ended up there as well. So no complaints on that end. Uh, I feel like I will be, not be doing my job if I don't ask you, did you watch the mayor of East Town? Not yet, but I swear to God, there's like one of the Cowboys lives a couple of blocks down from me. And so I feel morally obligated to watch it, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And I'm really bummed about it. Have you seen uh, it? So I personally have not watched it yet. Everybody's told me to. So I think just, um, so today I work at a school. I don't know if I told you that. Uh, today was our last day. We have a little couple of weeks off before our summer sessions start. Uh, so one of these days, I think of it, I'm just gonna bang it all out one day. <laughs> Congratulations on finishing the school year and we can definitely hold each other accountable to that. <laughs> yes. Um, so you ended up at Temple, like you said, uh, your, your brother went there, your father went there. Um, are you on campus at the moment? I didn't even ask you that before we started recording. Yeah, I'm a couple blocks from campus right now, so it's definitely been a little bit different, but can't yeah. complain. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's dive into this. So you you cover uh, for the Temple News and WHIP Radio. Uh, we just announced the new president. I guess we'll start with uh, Engler. What can you tell us about him and kind of you know his passing of the torch? We'll we'll call it that. How how was that? And what can you tell us about him? Yeah, so I actually, it was really cool. I got to sit down with him for a couple hours, probably like a month or so ago, and really just reflect on his career and like the 45 years he spent working here at Temple, which is ridiculous because he's literally been at the university now longer than the university's founder. He's such a stalwart in this community. And so just getting to hear about his journey of going from being a public school teacher in California, who like his, he thought that he was gonna end up as a principal one day. And then suddenly he's the president of a university and he just, his climb to the top here, he, how, from how he described it, it was always really just like these opportunities kind of just fell in his lap and he was just always there and dependable and reliable enough to try it. So I think 
uh, just getting to hear that from him, getting to hear his values and the way that he's really wanted to prioritize social justice and education and accessibility in education was really cool. And um, yeah, he's 45 years here, you know, like such, such a strong member of the temple community. In, in those couple hours you, you got to talk to him, would you say like, I don't want to say starstruck, but it's one of those moments where you're like, holy crap, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, this is your future career and you're going to talk to people like this. It was really funny. I, um, like for the past two years or so, I was in the marching band. And so the only ever times I'd ever really interacted with President Angler was he'd come to the band and he'd go up through every row and tell us that the band sounded great and like shake everyone's hand. And so it kind of did feel like, like getting to talk with the celebrity behind the scenes then of like this guy who I'd only ever had these very limited interactions with and getting to hear his actual like really personal thoughts about everything. So I don't want to jump too, too far off topic, but now that I know you're in the marching band, um, the halftime shows at the football game is like the thing to watch. You know that, right? We always felt like celebrities whenever we hit the half splits or anything like that. The half splits. Um, you guys know, and I, I'm dating myself because you're 21 and I'm 30 almost in a couple months. Uh, some 41 fat lip is like the best song that you guys do. Like you guys know that, right? Oh, I mean, I know every word to that song now, okay. and it's one of my proudest achievements as a person. I should put that in, like, my LinkedIn profile or something yes. with, like, a skill. I, I mean, every song you guys do is great, but whenever you guys throw that out, I'm like, this is, like, <laughs> when I was there from 09 to 13, that was, like, the go-to halftime performance song. I'm like, this is it. So, uh, thank you for that. Uh, you know, you already <laughs> report on the team, and now you, uh, you know, uh, did the marching band for a couple of years. So, that that's incredible to also know. Uh, I, I guess we'll jump back to Engler. Um, so talk, talking to him in, in your session that you had with him was, it seems like he was, you know, helping out Temple the last couple of months. You know, they're, they're in this interim process and they're trying to find the next president. Just from what you, you know, talking to him, it, it seemed like he, he didn't want this forever, right? Like you said, he's been there for 45 years already. So what, what can you say on that? Like he was kind of ready to like, you know, find the next step yeah, I remember um, when I first heard about Englert's intentions to retire, he announced it at the July Board of Trustees meeting, and I was covering that. And so we kind of just got like shuffled into a press conference with him right afterwards. And so the first question I asked him about it in general was July 2020. I asked him if he thought it was responsible to be stepping down when we were in the middle of like such a crisis. And he was right. He's 75 years old. He wants to just spend more time with his family at this point. Like, and I think that kind of the way that he climbed the ladder of just not necessarily seeking higher positions, but having those higher positions seek him, I can understand why he'd want to step down after all those years. And he's not planning on leaving Temple by any means right now, too. Like, he seemed really earnest in saying that he wants to continue teaching here. He wants to teach gen ed courses because he misses just being an educator instead of shaping educational policies. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of interesting to kind of reflect on all of that now too just as students here who have been under his leadership that's funny that you mentioned like he he just wants to be part of you know like teaching a gen ed course it, it, for somebody to yeah i think he i don't want to put words in uh his mouth because uh, i wasn't in those sessions with him but it sounds like i guess he's he's ready to admit he he maybe doesn't need that title as president but he still wants to be part of the temple community you know? Yeah, like I think he's he's kind of maintained throughout everything that he just wants to spend more time with his family. And I can appreciate that. He's 75 years old. Like he he deserves that after all the work he's put into the community. 
like to the temple community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in the last, we'll say, you said that was last July. So last 10, 11 months now, um, have you had many uh, kind of ideas of where the, the school was going with their presidential search? I, it seems like it was pretty well kept for a while. And I, I think because they knew he was such a like, hey, I'll, I'll kind of do this as long as you need me to. He was never like a fuss, like I need to retire by, you know, January 2021. Uh, how, how did that go? Like just covering that from your perspective, what can you say on that? I pestered Ray Betzner so much about that. And that man must have been so annoyed with me. Um, they had all of the members of the presidential search committee that Temple put together sign NDAs, I think. So they weren't really allowed to talk about anything. So we got kind of sporadic updates throughout the years, um, throughout the year, like email updates from members of the committee asking us to fill out surveys, attend town halls to give feedback and everything. But um, they, we would just like kind of email Ray every week to kind of check in about, hey, what's going on with the search committee? Is there any update? Because we were also just as in the dark as everyone else was. Yeah, and I think it was, uh, like I said, my mom does work at Temple. So I, I, I kind of do the same thing. I pester her and she says like, hey, like I know nothing because no one knows nothing. Um, it did seem like this time seemed fitting. I guess it was like, you know, the, the school year ended uh, post-graduation and you're kind of, I, I think Temple starts their fiscal year on July 1st. Yeah, they do. Um, so I, I, and that's when, uh, the new president Jason will start, uh, did all that kind of like in your timeline fitting kind of at the time, kind of, it makes sense. Yeah, that's what we were kind of thinking. Like we figured it would be towards the end of the year once classes, like when we were kind of just like speculating of when do we think this bomb is going to drop? We were kind of thinking it would be right in this pocket. Uh, now, did you get to go to uh, the new president's press conference, like it, when yes. his announcement was? How was that? What can you tell us of that, like atmosphere and, you know, your first impressions of this guy? Yeah, I think the thing that I took away was just how earnest he was in his intentions for everything. He seemed like he really wanted to listen to both members of the temple community and the local community, which is one of the most important things, I think, and like one of the bigger challenges that temple has to face right now. And so I'm, it, everyone in the room seemed really excited. President Angler was there and he seemed really excited. So I think it was just, um, it was a really hopeful type of press conference. I think also just being at a press conference in general right now and reporting in person is such a strange experience after the past year. And so people were just excited to be able to celebrate and hear about this in person instead of just all of us staring at a Zoom screen. I have to ask at that, like how many people were at that, uh that press conference was it like was a restricted on people or was it kind of open as can be um i don't know how they sent out information about it but i think that there was probably like 30 to 40 of us there or so so it was like a bigger room and uh yeah kind of it was just different after <laughs> yeah. like, not being able to do that type of in-person reporting in a really long time you got to finally do your job in person it's probably <laughs> a great feeling <laughs> yeah i've only been to one other press conference in the past year and that was back in like september or so so it was crazy <laughs> um how do you think you know based off of your peers what, what was the rest of uh, the rooms feel based off of people you talk to uh is everybody pretty much around excited for jason because i've read you know the the sports blogs and temple blogs uh everybody from my gauging seems like he was a great hire um and i think he's a good fit 
Yeah, I think a lot of um, a lot of people who were in the room at the time were reporters. So I think a lot of it was just trying to figure out like who he is a, as a person and getting to know him. But from the administrators I spoke with that day, they all seemed really excited. I remember President Englert mentioned that he and Dr. Wingard had sat down and had dinner one night just to, to kind of like, you know, transition of power and everything. And they were just talking for hours about the values that they share, the vision that they share for Temple and how he was so excited to see this new transition, kind of this new chapter for the university. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I think everything I've read on his resume seems uh, electric. Uh, I think he's, you know, currently living in the area. I think he has kids in the area. Um, he's a uh, Stanford guy, played football at Stanford. He used to work at Columbia. Like his connections to big name schools seems like, you know, a, a big deal, I, I think, personally. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the cool things about his time at Stanford is that he's a student athlete. And I know that one of the big things that he's going to have to do pretty much right away when he gets an office is hire that new athletic director. So being able to empathize with student athletes and kind of really take that into consideration as he makes that decision will definitely be helpful for him. Amelia, this is already a great interview and you just segue perfectly for me, <laughs> which I'm sure you appreciate when it happens for you. Um, so so uh, to start off, I love Fran Dunphy. I have met Fran Dunphy. He is an incredible guy. He's almost like similar in that Englert. He's been with the program school so, so long um, and was doing um, essentially a favor and filling in the last year as the AD. Um, have you ever had, uh, what, what was your interactions with Fran? I'm sure you've had a couple. Yeah, so for that profile I wrote about Englert about a month ago, I spoke with Fran and he was just like, he was just on the phone in his car, but he was so nice, so great. So, and I guarantee I've told the story at least three times on my podcast, but I'll, I haven't told you. Uh, one time I was down there on spring break for a meeting with an advisor uh, and Fran, this is when they had just built the new practice facility. Uh, and coincidentally, I went to check it out and Fran pretty much let me watch a practice. Um, so for that, I will always, always say Fran is an incredible guy, uh, which is pretty much the, the vibe that I've gotten from anybody and everybody. Um, if you had to kind of guess, and this is a, a very hypothetical question based off of pretty much no information that you have, <laughs> when do you think the AD would be hired next? If you had to guess, I mean, it, it seems like Jason has a lot on his plate already, especially with COVID. Uh, you know, the administrators, administrators you've talked to or anybody reporting, is that like an immediate concern or is it kind of like wait and see kind of deal? Um. I guess it'll also depend on what Wingard's prioritizing when he takes office. I know that you're right, that he's got to be juggling a thousand things, and I'm definitely not a sports reporter, so I don't have <laughs> type of insider knowledge on this or anything like that. But hopefully in the next year, just as yeah. like the student who goes here and has watched this all happen. Yeah, and I, I you know, he's coming off of COVID, the, like you know, the year that they just had as a school is definitely tough. Um, but I, I think a lot of our listeners, again, I think, Fran didn't want this forever, just like Englert did not want this forever. Um, so to to get that AD in sooner than later, as I, you know, if you're a basketball, football fan and any fan, gymnastics, et cetera, um, I think that is, you know, on all of our minds. Um, you said you, I, and I, I did ask you this before uh, we went on uh, recording. You said you do not report on basketball or football, but can you give us any good, uh, experience at either of those games and now that I know you're in the marching band or what we're in the marching band give us give us your best uh 
marching band experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved going to the bowl games for the marching band and getting to like see the team and everything like that there. And also like a bunch of the times like quarterbacks would come and like direct the band at the end of the games whenever we want or anything like that. So it was always just, they always made us feel really appreciated. And so it was cool getting to see them like as students and not just as student athletes. That is, uh, I'm jealous that you got to go to bowl games. <laughs> um, and I, I do want to get back a little on track. So based off of uh, like, what, what can you just tell us about uh, Jason? Like, I mean, I mean, you, you've done a little bit of reporting on all of that. Uh, what, what, what did jumped out on his resume to you? Yeah, I mean, I think that you really touched on this before, but just kind of the sheer amount of experiences with such multidimensional things that he's had. Like he also runs an educational consulting firm. He's worked in like business type corporations like Goldman Sachs. He's worked at three very big universities before. And obviously those universities are pretty different from Temple in terms of things like endowment, in terms of things like history, legacy, all of that. But I think that any sort of experience with the university, especially in leadership roles like he's had could definitely serve him well with this position. I also think the fact that he's lived in Philadelphia for the past, I think it's like almost 20 years now or like a little over 20 years or so. And like he's talked about growing up, going to John Cheney's basketball camps. He listens to WRTI. Like I think just having that prior experience because that's something that Englert had, but it's not something that all new Temple presidents have had. Just thinking back to people like Neil Theobald and Weaver Hart, um, things like that. So I think just kind of that knowledge of Philadelphia itself, that willingness to listen to the local community too, to really repair that relationship and just the complete wealth of prior experiences, prior experiences that he's had will definitely serve him well in this position. That That's like a, a good, like a great summary. Like hearing that, just hearing you say it, it, it makes me feel even more comfortable. I think he is so fit for this job and, uh, Part of me is I'm a huge football fan. As you can tell, you're on my sports podcast. Um, the football aspect you throw in, he was a, like you said, he's a, a, a athlete when he was in college, that student athlete. And I think everything else you said just totally qualifies him for the job. And then as a fan who wants, you know, I would love Temple basketball to be the number one ranked team in the country. And I would love Temple football to be the number one ranked team in the country. And I, I think he's going to do so well on the academic side. And the, like you said, the community side, which is so important for Temple based on their location. Um, but I, I hope, and that, that is kind of where the, the over looming who the next athletic director is uh, going to be. I think he is a good president to make that selection. Yeah, like just hearing his intentions for everything, everything sounded very earnest. So I'm excited to see how he translates that into action and what actually gets followed through on. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, currently, I mean, he's set to um, start July 1st. Mm -hmm. I, I, and you said you're on campus. Are you, is there any more like reporting on that end? Like to do? Uh, is it just kind of like the, the announcements made and then July 1st, you'll kind of get in the swing of things again on? like his, you know, whereabouts, or is it just, is there anything else on your end that you gotta, I, I don't know who else he's hiring other than athletic director, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I think one thing that'll be 
be really important to get is students and local residents reactions to him, um, especially in his first couple of days in office once we learn more about what his like, I guess like when you have president like the president of the US take over it's always like all eyes are on him as during those first 100 days and I feel like it's going to be kind of similar here like during that first month that he's in office all eyes are kind of going to be on him to see how he sets that agenda. So just hearing how different stakeholders in the community and also on campus react would definitely be something I want to follow up on. Um, so now that I know you are in the marching band, you just told me you went to bowl games. <laughs> what, what bowl games did you go to? So I went to Shreveport and then also to Annapolis. Okay, so I've been to Annapolis a couple times when I played Navy and I was at the mm -hmm. one bowl game when they were there too. Great city. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> we did this like mile long parade and I remember everyone always like that's the thing that we all remember from it. It's just like yes. marching through that. So it was crazy. <laughs> How is Shreveport? Um, it was really fun. I had never been to Louisiana before that. And so it was just crazy being there. <laughs> that was around, I think when True Detective season one had just ended. And that was like <laughs> me and my buddies who are all Temple fans. That was all we could think of is like, you're in the middle of Louisiana and there's probably a serial killer out there. <laughs> not, not that you were in danger. I don't want you to get freaked out. <laughs> But um, that, that's awesome experiences. Um, this year, uh, I, I, like I, I want to get back on track a little. I know I'm going on tangents about uh, oh, no. now that I know you're in the marching band. I'm just like, I need to know. Well, I will ask you one more question. Any player interactions? Um, I don't think for me really personally, besides just like high fives and like general things, you know, and it, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. everyone loves the team. They're all yeah. so nice. Okay. Did you do it for basketball games as well, or? I did do it for basketball games as well. <laughs> okay. Did you get to travel anywhere good for them or no? Um, I didn't personally travel for them, but a bunch of people would follow with them, especially during like big tournaments and things like that. Gotcha. Um, so did you get to cover anything really in person this year besides you said the, the press conference for obviously the new president? And then what was the other one you said in September? Yeah, I did a bunch of reporting around the time of the presidential election. And so going to press conferences when the Leah Cora Center opened, um, going to a bunch of campaign events and things like that. Um, I lied. I just remembered I went to another press conference in like March or so when Temple opened up White Hall as a vaccine clinic. So um, just kind of reporting all over campus and doing what we can, even though we can't be in person for like classes and things like that. And kind of like those traditional press conference type settings, we've still kind of found ways to um, make reporting work in person still. Um, Amelia, thank you so much for this conversation. I will end it on this. this is, I swear the last question I'm going to ask you, I feel like I, I, I asked you to talk about a president and then I found out you're in the marching band and I went on <laughs> seven different directions here. Um, how has the last year been for you as a Temple student, as somebody who does what you do, where, you know, hands-on reporting is easier than, you know, like you said, talking on a Zoom screen. How has the last year been for you? Have you been on campus the entire time? Yeah, I've been on campus the entire time. And I think, like, I think I just need to acknowledge the position of privilege I've been in the past year where, like, the pandemic hasn't had to completely uproot me. You know what I mean? Like my classes all were able to transition to online pretty smoothly. My professors were incredibly supportive. Um, I haven't like, I feel like I 
shouldn't complain at all about the experience I've, I've had in the past year because it's definitely been more difficult, but I've been so lucky to be in a position where it hasn't entirely uprooted my life. That's like, I mean, that's great. How How is campus? Is this kind of a little bit of a weird scenario, weird ghost town? Or... Yeah, it's been kind of different because there are times where it feels exactly the same and you wouldn't know that we're in a pandemic. And then there are times where it's completely deserted. So it's been really weird watching those shifts so constantly. But how's the pandemic been for you? Uh, for, for the most part, uh, interesting, I'll say. I, I told you I work at a school and we're offline or we're, we're mainly online and then we did hybrid and now we're back completely uh today the kids last day was yesterday so i'm i'm ecstatic today we just had to go in and clean some stuff up uh and i'm in summer mode <laughs> <laughs> so uh i'm great uh going forward september are you you're back one one more year yeah, one more year after this. It's going to be my first time having in-person classes since the university shut down in March 2020. So that'll definitely be different. But yeah. That's awesome. Uh, hopefully you have a great, great fall semester and last final year at Temple. Amelia, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it was a great privilege talking to you. Uh, loved all your insight on the, the new president announcement at Temple University. Um, and as always, go Owls. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. I'm, I'm glad, like seriously, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciated <laughs> it. Um, and everybody else, as always, I will be back.